You're listening to the Virgin Radio Pridecast. It's Monday night and it is Matt Horton back on Virgin Radio Pride doing another episode of my Pride playlist. Tonight, we have a real treat. We are joined by superstar DJ Jody Harsh. Jody, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Really good. Thank you. Good to be here. So how have you been? How's the past 18 months been for you? It's been a bit of a challenge, as um, I'm sure it has for absolutely everyone listening. Um, I've really missed lots of normality um i've missed being you know of course in clubs and seeing my friends and seeing my family and um being out and about doing normal things so really glad that that seems to be imminent and you're here today to pick some awesome awesome tracks Uh, i've got the list in front of me so many bops can't wait to get started let's just go straight in uh first one from 1990 delight groovers in the heart why did you put this down so delight one of my favorite bands ever um Groovers in the Heart is from their album World Clique. Obviously, everyone knows this record. It's like the the ultimate wedding banger now. But it's such an amazing track. And they, honestly, if you listen back through their back catalogue, they've made the most amazing music. And you can hear so much of what they did creeping through now in in modern music. And they they were so pioneering in terms of like sampling. And they they were right at the beginning of house music as well when they first started making music. So, um... I just love Groovers in the Heart. It's also entirely made up of samples. There's nothing original in it, apart from the the song on top. So I thought that was quite interesting as well. Mm. Um, love it. What, it's just a bop. And how did you come across this track? Do you remember? Was it something, I don't know, you heard on the radio? Was it something that you heard from your parents' record collection? Groovers in the Heart. I can't remember the first time I heard that. Uh, but it's just one of those tracks that are sort of embedded in everyone's brains like as soon as you hear the beginning of it if you know you're out or if it comes on the radio or whatever you're like ah you know it's just one of those tracks that are in our sort of consciousness so i actually don't remember where i first heard about them (laughs) now let's get on one of your tracks shall we um this is actually one of my favorite tracks of yours i think it samples stephanie mills if i'm correct yeah um why did you put this one down so I have always loved um, the original song. My track's called Never Knew L-O-V-E. Um, and it, yeah, as you say, it samples um, Never Knew Love Like This Before. I think that's the full title, yes, <laughs> by Stephanie Mills. And um, I'm a fan of hers and I love that whole disco era. And uh, I was actually watching Pose, um, which this song's featured in. And um, it's, the f- um, it's a funeral scene. And... It's such a touching, moving moment. And I just thought, oh, I love that song so much. And so I thought that's, I'm just going to take it into the studio and, and play about with it and sample it. Yeah. And actually, when, when I was when I was um, promoting the song and posting it on Twitter and stuff, loads of people would, would, would reply and say, Pose. <laughs> Pose brought me here. And without getting too much sort of into the boring PRS and licensing yeah. and stuff, how does it work with sampling? You know, yeah. how do you decide, you know, I want to do this. I want to make this an official release. How do yeah. you, how does that actually become you a thing? You have to get it cleared. Um, and luckily got people that do that for me. And um, so they can say no, but this was approved. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I... I didn't write the song, so in the, in this case, like it's it, this single didn't buy me a house, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or anything far from it. I yeah. didn't buy anything, yeah. but um, it's just something that I really, I just love the original, and I wanted to play about with the original and bring it up to date. It came out a year ago, right in time for Pride, and it's such a sort of gay anthem. So um, 
it's not about money or anything like that you know the, the, in the, i i like music because i love music and the and the feelings and the emotions that it can give me and the listener or whoever i'm playing it to so mm. that's the most important thing for me mm. and how did you first start get into first start getting into to djing when was the first sort of moment when you thought you know this is something i want to do i kind of went through uh, my career's kind of been in a weird order so i started dressing up and doing drag while i was studying at university just because it looked glamorous and fun and got me into clubs for free um, and then I started working in clubs and then when when I left university and when I finished I threw a party which um, basically was a 21st birthday party meets graduation party for me and my friends and it was so lit and so major and it was like a who's who of everyone was there and the club actually said to me you should start doing club nights on the regular because I wanted to work in fashion so I was like oh okay I guess I guess I, I could do I could have a career pivot and do that so I started to throw parties and they became the hottest things to go to in London like everyone would you know you'd have like Kate Moss there on the dance floor and that kind of stuff it, it was like a real hot moment when you came to my parties and um because we didn't have that much budget for warm-up djs i thought well look i love music and i have a huge music collection and i can learn how to dj so i was taught how to dj in my early 20s and then um and that then led to me becoming a dj first and foremost and that led to me learning music production and songwriting and all of that kind of feels quite natural to me it's like it, it wasn't like studying or anything i just kind of grasped onto it quite quickly and and here i am now your next choice maloko sing it back i i was two when this came out right but i do remember um i had like a compilation tape uh, with a lot of different 90s tracks on it until i was about six or seven i remember i used to dance to it all the time but the main track that that stood out for me was this song i just love it so much why why did you put it down on my prior playlist tonight um I remember this being on a Ministry of Sound um, compilation CD that that we had in the house when I was growing up, and um, again, like I just that is sort of a just that sort of disco. Set. I didn't even know, really know what disco was at that age. You know, you don't really know the the context of the sounds and stuff. But I remember um, loving that song and really grasping onto that like melody that Roisin Murphy sings and that kind of stuff. Fun fact: the version that we know is actually a remix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the Boris something. Boris, I can never pronounce his surname. Yeah, I'm not going to try, but yeah. Boris. It's his remix. The original came out, didn't really do that much. And um, Roisin was re they, then they, they heard the remixes that were the, the label commissioned. And Roisin was like, this is the version that we need to push. And so this is now the, the, the one that we all know. And they made the video for and that kind of stuff. So mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a remix. Yeah. And what was, you said, you said growing up, what was musically it like growing up in your house, in the harsh um, household? Um, what was, what was that like? A lot of, um, a lot of old funk and pop. Um, my dad used to play the Tom Tom Club a lot and a lot of Prince, um, a lot of old, my mum liked um, old Madonna and uh, a bit of Whitney. Like, it's a kind of pop, funky, funky pop, really. Um, bit of disco. We weren't re a really musical family, but there was always music around. You mm. know, there was always music, music played. Um, and I used to like lie on the floor looking at like album cover art and stuff and 
listening to stuff. Yeah. yeah so amazing. I've always, so I've always, always been engaged with music and artists. Mm. Always, always been interested in, in learning lots about the music and the, and the, the people behind it. You mentioned Madonna as a name uh, that you were introduced to growing up. The song you've put down, Like a Prayer, I, I guess this was one of her sort of most controversial tunes. It was a big comeback song for her, had a big campaign around it. The video caused a lot of stir. Was that why you put this track down tonight? Well, in terms of this song, Like a Prayer, I think um, it's so epic and the music video really did cause such a stir and she knows exactly what she's doing always, that woman. And... Um, I just think artistically in this moment, she was so interesting when she did the, the, the Like a Prayer album. So amazing. And it's just a, it's a great record. It's such an emotive record. There's so much emotion in her voice. The, the choir comes in, you know, it's like a massive gospel choir. And it's just an, it's an amazing, it's sort of like a, a rock pop song, Like a Prayer, isn't it? You know, it's quite rocky. It's, it's a great, well-written song that, that everyone knows the words to mm. and what does madonna mean to you as an artist i mean we've had so many guests in on this show uh, a lot of them picking madonna and yeah. um, what sort of influence has she had on on you and your career well she really wrote the rule book she really she's the blueprint really isn't mm. she for, for sort of pop culture as we know it um i love that she sort of started off as a, as a as a rock artist then became a dance artist then 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 became super famous and and became a pop artist as we know her but she's dipped into so many different genres because again she's just a sort of person that just loves all different types of music she's never boxed herself into one genre which i think is really interesting Mm. and i love visually and creatively what she's brought to pop culture i love the ideas and obviously love all the boundaries that she's pushed um and the buttons that she's pressed because progress gets made through through that kind of stuff and she is a diva and fun and a great songwriter she writes i think most of what most of what we know about her certainly in the second half of her career um is is um her writing mm. which is which is amazing mm. um yeah she's got likes to have a finger on the pulse and um she's just a she's just the ultimate pop star of the last 40 years do you have a favorite madonna era at all um i started to um engage with her music around the music album and um actually i remember when i was really young going to see evita at the cinema mm. with my family and then so i became aware of her then i think i think my dad had the ray of light album and would play that um but i think i sort of became quite interested when she was when she did the music album because that's quite dancey it's quite like thumping like mirways and William Orbit stuff and, and I, I just remember thinking like oh this is like interesting music mm. yeah now we touched on uh, about how you first got into drag and DJing um, but there were a lot of difficulties you faced you know getting into the scene and really trying to make a name for yourself well yes definitely doors have always sort of not exactly been wide open for me um but drag culture in in general, I wouldn't c complain about that or anything. I mean, that just that's just where so society has been. You know, I'm I'm sort of like not not really moaning about that. And like people like me who are a little bit dis a little bit disruptive, it's sort of our job to come in and like kick those doors down anyway. So I'm not like poor me. Like you know, I mean, here I am talking on the radio. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like clearly things have moved on. Um, and I think things like Drag Race have been really um, instrumental in, in pushing the conversation forward and sort of for, for drag and queer culture to be um, so out there and, and visible um, because like drag as an art form is, 
amazing and and you know there were so many queer artists in the charts i mean look at the top top 10 i mean it's just a load of gays <laughs> really it's amazing it's which is amazing yeah, yeah. you know um yeah. TV, like the best things on TV, Drag Race and yeah. It's a Sin and stuff like that. Some of like the biggest success stories in TV are like LGBTQ plus um, themed programming. Mm. So um, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's the, my career's definitely been so far been sort of a bit like me with my hand in the air going, hi, look at me because <laughs> I can do this too. And, and also in, in, the, in, the, in the dance music world, it, it is... Um, over the past 20 years, it's been a majority, you know, white, straight, male-led. It yep. just has. Um, but, of course, dance music, well, house music and disco was predominantly black, queer and um, and Latin. Mm. So, um, sort of like reclaiming that a little bit. Yeah. Not reclaiming it, but, you know, it's, it's I definitely think that the dance music in, um, industry in general um, is... is opening up a lot more to to things that aren't just white straight male you mm. know there are loads of amazing female djs out there there are loads of amazing queer um djs and producers out there who are being given who are being given the spotlight that they deserve now mm. um and that's great mm. For sure. And and I think artists like you, people like Bimini, who we've yeah. had on the show, Love. just in terms of culture, yeah. you know, and the influence especially Bimini is having and, and, and starting conversations on gender, you totally. know. I feel like you two are really big players in the forefront sort yeah. of of that, that race as such to, to put yourselves out there. Why do you think people love you so much and latch on to you and really sort of follow you as 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 hard as they do oh i don't know hopefully it's because of like the stuff that i make and 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 um you know whether it's a song or a show or a, a, something that you're going to where i'm playing or whatever like hopefully for me most importantly is that and then hopefully it's because of what i stand for a bit as well i don't really like um won't be walked over or whatever like i i'm i've always been very sure of like who i am and how i think like the world should be like as an open loving place where it doesn't really matter who you are what you look like what 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 color you are what who you choose to who you love who what, what how you express your gender i just think all that's just like noise like everyone's individual and and and, and i think that um, and I really stand for that, and and so does Bimini, and and I think that people now are like, yes, that's right, you know, yeah. <laughs> people are finally coming to some sort of sense, yeah, for yeah. sure. Does that sort of make sense? I no, mean, I yeah. guess, yeah, that's that's why, yeah, I, I I wouldn't sort of like change myself because because I'm putting music out or anything like that. Like I'm I'm very genuinely like in it for. I mean, it's to make great stuff that people love to give people like some some escape and and a nice moment whether that's for coming to a show or listening to a track or whatever mm. and um providing that safe space and enjoyment and also helping push yeah culturally push the conversation forward a little bit in, in a, any way that i can i mean trying <laughs> you know yeah. i love yeah i love that look on your face but you are doing it incredibly and, and starting so many conversations and and making so many people feel involved and valued mm. and and like they have somewhere to belong to you know and i think that is just an invaluable thing thank um, you. so no yeah. thank you um back to the music yeah ultranate now oh. i love this 
not just because it was recently sampled by Heady One and it yeah. sort of reopened the can yeah. of that tune and everyone yeah. was sort of, what is this? But yeah, even even when it was first released, it was so good. Yeah. Why did you pop this one what down? year was it? 1998? Again, great year, 1998. <laughs> oh yeah, just Maloka. Uh, um, I, th- I picked this song because it is um, very appropriate for now. I saw the videos from the test events in Liverpool that I wasn't at, sadly, but I saw those videos where Ultranate Free was being played to like a room full of 6,000 people just like crying and being back in the moment. And that's why I had to put it on the list. The, the, the list. Like, I can't wait to play that. I can't wait to play that. I heard there are some really good remixes as well that are going to come out. Yeah. And re edits. But um, it's, again, just a really, really great, positive, uplifting song. Mm. Have you managed to do any sort of testy events or any sort yeah. of DJing in front of large, um, large amount of people yeah, at all? I did a show at Night Tales in, uh, we did two nights um, in April, seated, socially distanced, all from the same household vibes, <laughs> and um, which were great. Everyone, oh, you could just tell everyone just wanted to get up and dance. Mm. But they were really, really good vibes. And when I was there, in the back in the DJ booth, looking into a, a full room of people, even if they were sat down, I was thinking, it's going to really pop off when, when things do open back up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but this track that we're about to play, My House, this was one that really sort of propelled you into the mainstream and made a lot of people sort of look up and consider you as a real DJ and producer. Would you, would you agree with that? Um, I think it definitely was, yeah, the moment it's sort of become my theme tune. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's really like my, uh, the, the song that I think people associate with me with now. Mm. Yeah. And which talk is us, good. Talk us through the video as well. Cause that was obviously such a huge moment as well. Video 61 drag queens in the video from all from the UK. Uh, I just hit them all up on Instagram and kind of gathered their, gathered their videos and we cut it all together and... 61 video 61 drag queens lip syncing to my house yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah um let's get on to your next song shall we we are rattling through these lady gaga um we were talking earlier about madonna and what an influence she has been on you and what an impact she's made on on pop culture um surely lady gaga she's got to be up there as sort of a modern day influencer of culture right definitely i mean she she's sort of for, for the past 15 years been I don't want to say like the the new Madonna or Madonna for this generation, but she's certainly been really inspired by her huge following. She's probably the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the world. And, and she really uses that voice for change and for standing up for anyone who, you know, doesn't really feel like they fit in. And um, we need people like that, especially global megastars. And um, she's just a really positive, I think, role model mm. and, um, voice to have in the world and also amazing songwriter amazing singer great dancer amazing actress I can't wait to see her in that Gucci film <laughs> and and um, she's just like super, just a great superstar yeah I think yeah. she's amazing and why did you pop this sound, uh, song down in particular Born This Way Born This Way because it is a queer anthem and it's very specifically about LGBT you know she literally says she like names various different sexualities and stuff and that it's it's a gay anthem that is actually about queer issues mm. it's specifically about born this way it's literally about being because so, so many of the songs that we call queer anthems lgbtq plus anthems are just like about f- being free i'm coming out never meant to be a, a gay anthem at absolutely. all absolutely yeah that was a mis- that was a mistake that was a gay anthem wasn't it yeah <laughs> and uh, but 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 in this song gaga is literally talking about 
being born this way. Mm. It's great. Great song. Now, every time that I do this, there's always a track that I find and I look at and I'm thinking, yes, I cannot wait to play that on Virgin Radio Pride tonight. Uh, it comes from SG Lewis. And I know you've worked with Sam a few times. Um, is that why you put one of his tracks down tonight? I put him down. Um, I kind of became aware of him about a year and a half ago when this um, song, Impact, came out the song with Robin I'm a big Robin fan mm. so I'd heard the name SG Lewis and you know when this song came out I like listened to some of his other stuff and I was like oh yeah, yeah yeah I know that song but this is the song that really kind of made my ears prick up and go who and then I think I went to follow him on Instagram I think he was already following oh, me yeah and so I was like oh hey and I slid into his DMs I was like oh hey and he was like oh hey really nice to hear from you and then we like became mates yeah um he's really cool he is you know he's a bit of a Mark Ronson type type vibe um plays loads of instruments and um we pull from the some of the same reference points you know from the disco era and from funk and stuff like that like we have very mm. similar um cultural tastes for our um that we that we enjoy and um and he's really nice like a really nice guy mm, for yeah. sure i wanted to ask you so we had tom allen and Susie ruffle in last week um and they spoke about their career and some great stuff they've done and one of them was uh they called it a big gay plane basically it was the the world pride 50th anniversary I DJed on that. they all got on a yes. plane and watched you DJ. i mean you've done incredible stuff you've done that you, you opened for the spice girls do you have sort yeah. of a a highlight something that you could say you know you know, that was the moment. That was just so cool. Um, do you know what? There, are, there have been a lot of really amazing moments and I've been so lucky the places. I mean, I've DJed in Wembley Stadium. I've DJed on a plane 38,000 feet in the in the sky. I've, it, all these are really, really amazing moments. But I, I am the sort of person that always looks forwards and think, well, what do I want to do next? Mm. Rather than rather than looking back. Mm. What do know, you want to do next? I want to go on like a stadium tour with, a, with oh. one of my favourite artists or something. I think that would mm. be quite cool mm. to open the show for them. Mm. Um, what do I want to do? I want to keep putting loads of music out, make some cool videos, and uh, just play. I obviously have a bucket list of like DJ places I want to DJ mm. around the world. Mm. So when things do open up and travel gets easier, yeah, and safer, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's loads of countries that I want to go to and DJ that I've never DJed in South America. I've never been to South America. Yeah, I want to be big in Brazil. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make it happen. It's one of the yeah, like Rio is one of the party capitals oh, in the world. And, and Sao Paulo, I'm yeah. like dying to go there. So um, yeah, big in Brazil. Let's let's <laughs> let's say that. Your next choice. This this lady is one of just my favourite artists around right now. Jessie Ware, her brand new track. Please, why did you pop this one down? Because I am a fan and I love her. I would love to work with her. She's like definitely on like the bucket list. I would love to like do a session with Jesse and see what we could come up with. That would be, oh my God, heaven. Um, I am supporting her on her UK tour later on this year. So I'm going to be opening her shows, finishing the year at two nights at Brixton Academy. Wow. Sold out, kind of major. Uh, so I'm really looking forward, I've never met her. So I'm really looking forward to meeting her yeah. and playing music to open her show and i'd love this song please i think it's really sexy and cool love the video love that she's like he heavily pregnant in the video yeah i think she's like about to drop a baby right now she's dropping bangers and babies <laughs> like there's no tomorrow yeah and um oh she's just really cool yeah jesse Ware, she's so cool yeah 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 love amazing um on virgin radio pride something we're asking all the guests that have been coming in is about pride and what pride means to them now i read yeah. online that your first memory of pride 
pride was was going to the theatre in London and, and seeing a, a, a parade happening. Please tell me this is true. Yeah. <laughs> After yeah, yeah, the yeah. last debacle. Yeah. Um, and you saw, you know, a load of uh, flags and, yeah. and you were like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And your dad turned around and said, no. Yeah, my now, dad's kind of homophobic. What did, that, what did that feel like? What was that like for you? Uh, I was quite young, like early, early teens. So I don't really, but I was like, oh, look, that's, I, did, I just said I wanted to go there and my dad was like, no, you don't. Then I kind of think I figured that it was like a gay thing mm. as I was sort of coming to terms with my sexuality. Um, but I don't really, I don't have a relationship with my dad anymore, um, which is really more his problem than mine because mm. I'm very like happy, like being who I am and, and I have a great life and I have a great, great rest of my family and like great supportive friends and that kind of stuff. Like I'm clearly very confident in who, who I am and what I like as a person. Mm. So sometimes, you know, if, if someone really can't get their head around that and won't support you because of one asset of your life, i.e. your sexuality, if they really can't can't get into that and accept you, sometimes you've got to cut them out. Mm. Oh, that got deep. <laughs> but I really don't like... Yeah. I had I handled all that in therapy years ago. Like, yeah. I'm fine. It's yeah. really not my problem. Yeah. It's yeah. really not, you know. Yeah. And what does and what does pride in 2021? What does what does pride mean to you? A, a moment to celebrate how far we've come. It was only 52 years ago when the Stonewall riots were happening and people were being beaten up by police in in gay bars. Um. Uh, so definitely like a moment to reflect and celebrate the progress that LGBTQ plus people have made, and um, a moment to highlight what must be done and, and how far we've still got to go i saw some stats this morning on a meme actually and i can't even remember the exact numbers but there are so many countries in the world where it's still illegal to be lgbtq plus mm -hmm. some punishable by um prison sentences and some and some even worse than that and that's on this planet not that far away this side of the planet you know it, it, it's we're, we're not uh, a completely open free world and we should be and so pride is still very very relevant because we're still on the journey there's n not global equality for lgbtq plus people and isn't that mad to be saying that in 2021 when you really think about that mm. but i could go to you know a certain country and be thrown into prison for the rest of my life you know so the relevance of, of pride is huge mm. Let's just finish with your brand new track, shall we? Um, you wrote this with SG Lewis. We spoke about Sam earlier, but talk me, talk me through the process. What was it like to work with him? How did this track come to be? We got together um, at a place called Sleeper Sounds, a very famous studio in West London. And um, it was me, SG, and a, a songwriter called Jinjin, who's this amazing, amazing songwriter. She collaborates a lot with like Jax Jones and Jess Glynn and all these sorts of, um, and Little Mix, you know, she's, she's like a really, um, big name in the songwriting world. She's very behind the scenes. You know, she doesn't release music herself, but she's she's just really um, a really amazing mm. pop songwriter. So three of us got together. We the studio is full of synths, so we're kind of like jamming, playing some little bassline ideas, getting some kick drums. I've got my laptop open. SG's on the on um, on the computer as well, and we're just sort of like just getting some little ideas out. We started listening to some. We started off the session listening to some. Um, disco i think we listened to like a sylvester track and mm. put like a james brown track on or something we we're just sort of like getting into a bit of a palette um and yeah then we just started to pull some sounds out get some little melodies down on the synths and um then the three of us when we had a bit of a, a loop going the three of us me sg and jinjin 
sat around talking about nights out that we'd missed and 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 just just about going out and so it was clear that we were going to write a song about Mm. going out and mm. how fun that can be and when you stay up too late mm. so we've got the idea I tend to go in with a bit of an idea as well mm. I think I went into that session thinking I want to write a song about being out mm. like out out mm. um, and then we just sort of chat chat you know everyone's like duh, 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 just getting some melodies together yeah. as as the, the track's looping mm. and then um th- th- started throwing in some words and and you know just doing just little silly scratch duh, 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 mm, kind of melodies and then like words will start forming in that and then the three of us are like oh that's not i'd say that again what did you just say oh do that again record that mm. into your phone and my phone is so full of voice notes yeah. and we just going and like that you know like just rubbish yeah that we're like and and, and you, you know just scrapping bits and going mm, actually I like that bit that you're doing there and, and then you just kind of pull it all together and we passed a mic around the three of us getting our favourite bits of the melody down that we were coming up with and um, and then just wrote some words incredible Yeah, you must have people queuing up to work with you and wanting to collaborate with you surely yeah there's there, I'm doing lo- <laughs> making loads of great stuff with loads of great people and what sort of make the what who makes the cut what do you look for in sort of an artist and go yeah I want to work with you Oh, someone whose work I love, someone that I've like danced to on a dance floor, someone that I play, um, someone that um, kind of where, where there's like a mutual kind of getting each other and someone that wants to have a really fun day making something that sounds great that we and therefore other people will connect with. Mm. Yeah. With a new song, you've got so much music, like you said, in the bank. What yeah. are we leading up to? Is there some sort of EP, mixtape, you know, album around the corner, dare I ask? Loads of singles right now. Um, and th- yeah, things th- things that I'm making are different. Like, No Sleep is, sounds nothing like my house. Like, I, I definitely want to keep showing different sides of my personality because I don't just have one um, genre of dance music that, that I that I love. I'm, I'm influenced by all different all different types of, of music historically. So I just want to keep getting bangers out. But of course, love to do an album one day. Mm. I feel like that's far off, though. Mm. But but um, just, get, just getting great music to people mm. and then going out and playing it live to people. Oh heaven with people mm. dancing and just trying to not forget but uh, um well let's say forget for one night about about everything that we've been through over the last year and a half i think people are really ready to to sort of just have a a moment of escape and feel joy again collectively in a in a crowd amen yeah. <laughs> jody harsh thank you You're so, so much